everybody. This is Monica Reinagel, the Nutrition Diva, here with your quick and dirty tips for eating well and feeling fabulous. Earlier this month, hundreds of people were sickened and many died in an E. coli outbreak that was eventually traced to some bean sprouts raised on an organic farm in Germany. E. coli outbreaks happen from time to time, of course, but this one was extra scary because it involved a particularly virulent strain of E. coli and it made the death toll unusually high. Once they identified the source of the outbreak, it was quickly contained. But a lot of people are still nervous about eating raw vegetables. And not surprisingly, there's a lot of advice circulating on the internet right now about washing or soaking your vegetables in bleach, hydrogen peroxide, vinegar, iodine, or even dish soap. Now, any of these methods can help remove surface dirt, pesticide residues, bugs, and some germs. For that matter, so can washing produce in plain tap water. But are any of these methods a reliable way to eliminate E. coli or other dangerous pathogens? To find out, I contacted the International Food Information Council, which kindly put me in touch with Dr. Robert Brackett, the director of the Institute for Food Safety and Health at the Illinois Institute of Technology. Dr. Brackett had sobering news. Although these sanitizing methods might make your produce slightly cleaner, none of them will make contaminated produce safe to eat. Well, that made me wonder whether these very toxic strains of E. coli might be especially hard to kill. And it turns out that they're really not that invincible. They've just developed some very clever survival tactics. If these E. coli bacteria were just floating around in a bucket of water, a little bleach or even some vinegar would kill them right away, Dr. Brackett explains. But once the bacteria have attached themselves to the surface of a vegetable, they become much harder to kill. You see, when these bacteria attach to a surface, they then produce a substance called biofilm, which encases the bacteria in a sort of shell and helps them stick to whatever they've latched onto. This coating keeps them from being washed away, and it also protects them from chemicals that would otherwise disable them. In other words, adding a few drops of bleach to the water you use to wash your vegetables would kill any bacteria in the water but it's not going to do very much to the bacteria on the vegetables. E. coli doesn't just sit around on the surface of vegetables either. The bacteria can also penetrate into the interior tissues of the plant, and once it's there, no sanitizer can reach them. And here's one more reason that chemical sanitization can't guarantee your safety. Even if a sanitizer like bleach succeeded in killing 99.9% of the bacteria present, which sounds pretty good, right? That could still leave thousands of viable cells, and it only takes one to make you sick. There really are only two reliable ways to kill E. coli in food, irradiation and cooking. Now, I talked about the pros and cons of irradiation in a recent podcast. Although irradiation is both safe and effective, it's not widely used in the United States, largely because consumers don't yet feel comfortable with this technology. And organic certification regulations also prohibit irradiation of foods. So does this mean we need to say goodbye to salads and other raw vegetables forever? Not necessarily. I think it's a matter of understanding and managing the risks. Overall, your chances of being infected with E. coli or other dangerous foodborne pathogens from raw vegetables are quite small. 
Nonetheless, small children, the elderly, pregnant women, and others with weakened immune systems might have a much harder time fighting off a foodborne pathogen. If your resistance is lowered, or you simply want to reduce your risk of being infected to zero, then you'd want to avoid all uncooked fruits and vegetables, as well as unpasteurized dairy products, and be sure that all eggs, meat, and fish are cooked thoroughly. Now, even if you're hale, hearty, and risk tolerant, it would probably still be wise to avoid raw vegetables and fruit if some sort of contamination is reported or suspected, such as during an active outbreak, at least until the source is identified. But otherwise, I think that the nutritional benefits, not to mention the culinary pleasures of fresh raw fruits and vegetables, generally outweigh the small risk for most people. Even though it's no guarantee against E. coli, you still want to wash raw fruits and vegetables well before you eat them. If you want to use something more than just tap water, I recommend using distilled white vinegar, and I keep a spray bottle of it on my sink for just this purpose. It's inexpensive, safe, and it's reasonably effective in reducing surface dirt, wax, and pesticide residues, and vinegar can even kill some germs. Also, don't discount the value of a little elbow grease. Rubbing produce vigorously with your hands or scrubbing it with a soft brush is a good way to remove dirt. Just be sure that your hands and or your vegetable brush are clean so that you don't end up transferring dirt or bacteria to the produce. And one last tip today. If you do decide to use bleach, iodine, or another sanitizing agent on your veggies, be sure to rinse them thoroughly before you eat them. In particular, Dr. Brackett recommends against using dish or hand soap to clean your produce because these commonly contain ingredients that could make you sick to your stomach if you ingest them. This is Monica Reinagle reminding you that these tips are provided for your information, but they're not intended as medical advice. Please consult with your health professional to determine what's right for you. In the show notes for today's episode, I have links to the previous episode I mentioned, as well as some more articles on the recent E. coli outbreak and food safety in general. And you'll find all of that at nutritiondiva.quickanddirtytips.com. If you have a suggestion for a future show topic, you can send an email to nutrition at quickanddirtytips.com or even better, post your question or your comments on my Nutrition Diva Facebook page. And if you've sent me a question, make sure you're signed up to receive my free weekly newsletter because that's where I end up answering a lot of listener questions. You'll find the sign up on the show's webpage. Have a great week and remember to eat something good for me.